Hi, and welcome to the Virtually Yours podcast, Outsourcing Mysteries Exposed, the no BS hustle-free podcast for business owners who outsource or provide outsourcing services. I'm your host, Rosie Shiloh, virtual assistant advocate and owner of Virtually Yours, the virtual assistant network. Let's get started. everyone welcome to today's episode of outsourcing mysteries exposed i'm very very excited i've got samantha riley here with me today and samantha riley has a really great approach to um to the way that she coaches businesses so firstly hi sam how are you going i'm doing super well rosie how are you going today i'm great everything's picked up since the second we started this call so it <laughs> excellent <laughs> So one of the things that Samantha does is she helps people sort of, you know, own their expertise and step up in business. And not long ago, I saw a post that you did where you were talking about how people are, who are new to business are not necessarily new to their area of expertise. And we often fail to acknowledge this, not only in ourselves, but in each other. Mm, totally. And yeah. So when I saw that, I went, Samantha! <laughs> You did. Podcast. you did straight away, didn't you? I remember. <laughs> <laughs> I just, it resonated so very much with me. So, um, yeah, so I've just, yeah, I've asked Samantha to come along today to talk about that more because it's a really, really important topic. Yeah, and I'm really, I'm super grateful that you did reach out and say, let's talk about this topic because it's something that I'm really, really passionate about, which obviously is why I did the post. Um, yeah, and I, I won't say any more now because we're about to dive into it. But yeah, it's something that needs to be brought to the table and talked about. So what do you find um, happens generally when someone starts a new business and they've got a background in, you know, obviously they're going to have some sort of background experience they're bringing to the table. Yep. What do you find is the default approach to starting their business in terms of that kind of mindset? So the first thing that happens, and I'm sure you see this all the time, that they say, but I'm new. I've never done this before. What they're referring to is I haven't been in business before, but what happens is they meld together that I haven't been in business and put together this message of I've never done this thing. I've never used this expertise. And the people that I work with have been in there, you know, whether it's corporate or, or something else, even if they've been in business before and they're making it like a little, like a, a, a you know, a detour, they're still bringing the expertise from whatever it is that they've previously done. And for some of these people, it's like 20, 30, 40 years and they say, I'm a newbie. No, you're not. <laughs> you're a newbie to running your own business. Yes. And that is it. Yes. And that's completely different to I'm a newbie in you know, women's leadership or I'm a newbie in, you know, cultural change or whatever it is. Mm. And what these people do is self-sabotage themselves by getting these two things mixed up and they don't charge what they're worth or mm. they give away their, their services for free. And yes. it just frustrates me so much for them because mm. they're limiting themselves and the growth of their business. And do you find sometimes um, other people sort of encourage that kind of limitation in others? 
Oh, yes, big time. <laughs> yeah, and especially yeah. in Australia, I don't notice that so much in the US. I'm sure it probably happens over there a little bit, but definitely in Australia. And I've been told New Zealand as well, although I'm not quite sure. But this tall poppy syndrome yeah. in that we think that we have to cut others down if they're saying that they're good or they're saying that they're great or really owning their expertise. And it's time to stop it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's time yeah. to stop it. There's areas in business that I find, you know, once you, when you start a new business, if you start telling people, I'm going to tell you how to succeed in business because I've run my business successfully for a year or whatever, that sort of thing does frustrate me because I feel like when it comes to running a business, um, you need to fail first. I think it doesn't mean you have to yeah. fail in business, but you need to make a few stuff ups to learn how to pick yourself up before you can coach someone else. But that's an entirely different um, you know, model really like that. that totally. Yeah. And, and yeah. so a lot of people seem to think that they're the one and the same and they're not. No, they're not. And, and you're dead right. I believe that your first business shouldn't be helping others run a business. And, and I even think that, um, oh, and this is another tiny little beef of mine. People say that have been in corporate and, and run, you know, I've run accounts of $25 million or <laughs> $25 billion and I'm going to help you run a small business. No, you tell me when you run a business with your own money and how it works yeah. out and then come back and see me. Um, <laughs> exactly. But other than that... <laughs> <laughs> when it's someone else's money, it's just that little bit easier, isn't it? Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah, you can't get those two confused. And I agree, like, you know, I do help people run their business or grow their business, but I'd done that for, I'd run my own businesses for 20 years before and made, and I'm not ashamed to say it, every mistake under the sun. Yeah. And I think that gives me so much empathy for people and so much insight to when things are going wrong. I know 10 different ways to get out of that. <laughs> <laughs> because I've done 10 different ways getting into that. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. right. Yeah. yeah, I tell people right. all the time, I stuff up all the time and it's great for everybody. Because, yes, absolutely. Yeah, because, you know, I'm happy to share that. I'm not going to hold my cards close to my chest and say everything's perfect, everything's swimmingly gorgeous. I botch up stuff all the time that I learn from them and that's one, the message that I want to give to other people is that you learn from it. Yes, you can sit and you can snot cry if you need to but you then learn from it and you move forward. Totally. Like, let's yeah. face it, Richard Branson launched a, a cola brand. Remember that? Oh, well, no, I don't. And I only learned about that. I'm reading Emma Isaac's book at the moment. Oh, and really? She listed off the things that he has, he has created. And I'm like, I haven't heard of 70% of those. Well, I think if, if Richard Branson could go think that he'd go up against Coca-Cola, <laughs> I can make his stuff up on my bass, all right? <laughs> I call in my newsletter. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 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 So, so do you find it's, um, you know, it's certain age groups or certain demographics, gender or anything like that that tend to do this more often? Yeah, I, I do. I think that um, it's more predominant in people that have been doing the expertise for a while. So I'm talking and these are the people that I work with. They're generally like in that 40 to 55 sort of age range. Mm -hmm. And I think it specifically comes up for these people because they've been in the expertise for so long. They know so much that they realize that they don't know so much. Yeah. So these people don't realize that they know so much. So they, they you know, they hold themselves back. 
And, you know, we're, we're at an age where things matter more. I know that when I first started my business at 20, I didn't know anything about mm. business and I was just ballsy and gutsy and I didn't care what the rules were and I just did stuff and I either worked or didn't. And I mean, granted, there was no social media around then, so probably <laughs> no one really knew either. <laughs> Same here. No, absolutely. <laughs> We, we certainly were very lucky in that respect that, you know, you can make a lot of those stuff ups in private, but, you know, there, there was no rules and I didn't care where I think that sort of once I got over 40, all of a sudden I really started to care more so what people thought. And I noticed that it's not just me. I noticed that with, with most of the people I work with. Uh, and the other, the demographic that I noticed that more with is actually women mm. because they're afraid to say I'm an expert. Mm. But, you know, I, I saw a stat um, with an, a human resources stat a little while ago that said that um, if there was 10 criteria for a management position, most guys will say, oh, I've got six. I'm going to go for that job. And mm. women will look at it and go, oh, I've only got nine. I don't have 10 and they don't go for it. And yeah. I find that women just, they're so, they're, they're, they are their own harshest critics. Mm. And, you know, they're always... Um, I mean, that's what makes them so empathetic and, and so, you know, so different and we can bring so much to the table, but it also means that a lot of times I see women self-sabotaging and not owning that expertise. It's funny, isn't it? Because if we had a friend who had nine out of 10, we'd say to them, go for it. Absolutely. And that's one of the questions I actually say to my clients. If this was one of your clients, what would be the, the you know, the tips that you would give to them? Mm. And, you know, having them like talk that out, it's like, oh, okay, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're yeah. in our own head having this conversation that isn't really empowering. No. Actually, yeah, that's funny. I read something on social media last night and it said, um, I don't know where it was. You, you might have seen it. And it said, if you're, oh, it was actually about childbirth, believe it or not. So, but it's completely relevant. Yep, yep. If your trainer, your personal trainer said to you before a, a marathon, look, you know, your legs are a bit short for this and, you know, you're probably not going to do very well um, and really at the end of the day you've got quite a few limitations, you would fire that coach, yeah? Yes. yeah, yeah but yeah. when it comes to childbirth, one of the things that we're often told straight up by people is you're not going to be able to do this. You know, you know, with, with, with yeah. the, the childcare, you know, sorry, not childcare, the childbirth industry is often highlighting our inabilities rather than our ability to do it. Not all of them. I'm not going to, you know, sweeping statement there, yeah. but yeah. we do see it where they go, well, you really should, you know, you should get induced or you should, um, you know, don't, de don't do it at home because you'll probably fail. You, you're going to want yeah. out of the gas. And yeah. instead of letting people make their own choices. And then you've got that self-sabotage in your own head anyway. You don't need it externally. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. But we see it everywhere, don't we? So you've got that combination. And as you said, um, one of the things that, that um, there's two, I think, two demographics. One is generally men, um, yay to them, and also to people who don't know how much they don't know. Yeah. <laughs> They are the ones who just go, like we did when we started our businesses, they go hell for leather and they just go, whatevs. But yes, when you know how much you don't know, which is actually less than those, those other people, 
um, you, sorry, when you know how much you don't know, yeah, you start to just go, oh my gosh, that's my focus instead of focusing on how much you do know. It took me so many years to start coaching people and mentoring people because I just was like, how could I possibly mentor someone else? Oh, Um, I know. I know everything. Totally, totally. There's actually an effect called the Dunning-Kruger effect. I don't know if you've heard of it. No. Um, It's basically saying that when you very first learn whatever it is you're doing, you have this heightened um, belief in yourself that you know so much. So it's sort of there's a curve that comes up like this and then it dips down and goes back up. And, you know, at the top here, this is where you've done your, you know, your six-week personal trainer course and you're, you're allowed to go into the gym or it's the, you know, yeah. it's that little tiny bit that you know and you think, yeah, I've got this, I know this. <laughs> and they call this the peak of Mount Stupid. <laughs> and, look it. it up on TED. It, uh, TED. There's a TEDx talk on it. It's fantastic. And then, you know, then you slide off the peak of Mount Stupid and go, oh, I actually don't know as much about this as I thought I did. And then you've got yeah. this creep back up to, you know, getting down there, getting in the, just getting on and doing the job and, and learning, learning, learning. Yeah. But doing the yeah, doing. Yeah. Absolutely. That's how we learn. But yeah, see, have a look. It's really cool. But I love that. Yeah. The peak of Mount Stupid. Oh, <laughs> I need, I need just that up on my wall. Just, just live there. I think that sounds like heaven. I think some people do no, live there. But seriously, like how boring would life be if we weren't growing all the time and learning? Yeah, but you wouldn't know because you're at the peak of Mount Stupid. <laughs> all right. I'm going to sit out there and drink wine and eat chocolate. <laughs> So you did say that in your head it's already Easter. So oh, you, there you Easter. go, I did. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Wine, <laughs> chocolate, eggs, just yeah. peak of Mount Strip. Nice. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, when it, I actually created like a little graphic years and years ago. It's on my website for my members to use and it was around, um, you know, putting, putting aside the shears and stop cutting people down and, yeah. and just and help each other grow. And I can't remember how I worded it. And... But it was so obvious to me that as new virtual assistants were coming in, um, it, there seemed to be this overwhelming need for some to remind them that they were new mm-hmm. and, and that that meant that they, you know, they could not possibly say that they're an expert in anything. Yep. And, and I feel that still happens and, um, and that, that frustrates me to no end because when I'm then working with VAs who I see having these incredible skills, they're still sitting there doubting themselves because there's this culture around that um, totally. that's, that's totally. holding them back. I am also really passionate and did do another one of my big ranty posts the other day that everyone does have a first day. I also think that that tall poppy syndrome can come in to those people that are trying something new and that we don't support those people too. The problem is that we're not supporting those people to be new and giving them a go. The only issue there is when you are new, you can't call yourself an expert. You just got to get down and do the work. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's not about telling these people that they can't do it. It's just making sure that everyone sort of finds their place. But the people that have been using those skills for 20 years, they are an expert and mm. need to own that. Yeah, that's right. And, the, and for them, the big learning curve is simply around delivering that as a business owner. Totally. Yeah. And so a lot of, a lot of the, you know, when you start a new business, um, I do often hear people saying, do I need to get some sort of accreditation to be providing this service or whatever and it's like well no you've got the expertise 
what you can benefit from is some training around running a business, the mindset of running a business, um, just, you know, the, the, the approach um, dealing with the good, the bad and the ugly yeah. rather than the skill itself. Yeah, the, the accreditation is the, the outcomes that you get for your clients. It's the, it's the success. It's the, you know, it's the testimonials. That's the accreditation. I mean, yeah. we're not talking about brain surgeons. I don't want anyone to open my head that's not accredited. We're not talking about that. <laughs> no. But, you know, in the area that, that we're in, the accreditation is actually the, that your clients get. Yeah, yeah, Absolutely. So we mentioned earlier that you'd attended a, a conference and you, you found it very interesting how, how people responded to your, um, your comments around this. So would you mm. be happy to share that? Yeah, I'd love to. So uh, I, was in, I, was in a, I was in some workshops with people and I was introduced by someone else. You know, this is Sam and she helps experts to really be seen and heard as influential thought leaders. And the males always went, oh, that's cool. Let's catch up. Let's connect. And the females went, I'm not an expert. Mm. And there was one specific lady that, you know, she'd said, oh, one day I, I would love to be a thought leader. Now, this was off the back of a five-minute conversation. And I looked at her, I said, didn't you just tell me that you've got 20 years experience in leadership? She, went, she said, yes, but I've just started my business. <laughs> and I went, you are an expert now, right now. And you need to own it right now before you walk away from this conversation. <laughs> because... By you holding yourself back, there's so many people that won't have access to what you've got to share with them. You know, you're, you're actually not just holding yourself back, but you're selfishly taking away what others need to experience with you. Mm. So I, yeah, it's, it was just really interesting that the males just owned it without, there was not one male that, that walked into that room that didn't own it, went, yep, yeah, that's me. But I would say there wasn't any females that did own it. And it was shocking to me that it was so blatantly obvious. It's never been that obvious to me before. And, it, you know, it was, wasn't that long ago. It was only a few weeks ago. But the absolute 100% of females not owning it and 100% males were owning it. You know, that was, that was evidence in front of my eyes that the, the divide of the way that we think. So that's why I'm like really passionate about getting this message out there. Yeah. So how can you, you know, apart from saying to them, you need to own it, recognize where you've come from. You know, how can you, what, what would you recommend they, you know, do or say to themselves? Like what's the strategy to, to break through something that's so ingrained in so many people? Yeah. I think that, and, and I'm saying this from my personal experience, I think it's about surrounding yourself with the right people, mm. asking other people what they think, asking other people what, what are the qualities that you see the best in, in what I do, asking other people, you know, uh, where, do, where was what I did able to help you in a unique way that no one else has been able to mm. because it doesn't matter how many times, if you're feeling down on yourself, it doesn't matter how many times you tell yourself, yep, I'm an expert, <laughs> We're, we're all human, right? It just, yeah. you, it's, I have not been able to just turn a, a thought around like that, no matter how much I, I tell myself, but surrounding myself with the right people, with the right mentors that was able to, 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 with, to get this out of my head, put it on paper to show me the evidence and go, ah, mm. oh, actually, I do know what I'm talking about. You know, to surround myself with the friends that at a time where I'm not feeling so great, I can pick up the phone and go, oh my goodness, like, this is where I'm at. You know, this is a, 
in the in the cone of silence you know what having this conversation and and having others just being there and supporting you and and helping you and um you know just making you stand up and really see what they can see because mm. we're seeing it through different eyes so that's what it is having others help you see what they can see and um i, I think that's the key yeah nice and it's not something that we can just learn to to not do is it i mean i i've been in business this month it will be my 15th year can you believe it and um and i still do it <laughs> oh i me too like this is my 26th year and i still wow. do it but i think that that's what gives us the empathy to be able to do what we do and really relate to the people our clients and the people that are in our world mm. i don't think there's anything wrong with that but it's having those people there, you know, like my husband is absolute rock. He believes in me like 110%. Yeah. And at the times that I'm down, he's, he goes, but you know, baby, you have to get this out. You've got to do that thing because you know, you're letting people down by not having them know that they might be, you know, in a job that they hate or not seeing mm. their kids. And you know, it's having those other people there um, to, to remind you. And I don't think it's a bad thing that I think, you know, having humility is just such a, a lovely quality. Mm, yeah. What a great reminder though, to think, you know, with, with so many service-based businesses at the, the end game is to help people have more freedom and to, to, you know, enjoy life more, you know, yeah. to just kick their goals and enjoy life more. Yeah. And so to think about it in that way, you know, they could be stuck in this crappy job or, you know, they could be in this point where it's this cycle where they're not seeing the kids, which I refer to all the time, or, you know, they're feeling like, the, the business is controlling them instead of the other way around. And you do have the capacity to assist them. Yeah, absolutely. And when we're, when we're having this little pity party and thinking we're not good enough, all we're doing is robbing other people yeah. uh, of what it is that they want. So, yeah it, yeah, it doesn't take long to turn the pity party around. No, yeah, you kind of got to just get over yourself, don't you? And just go, yeah. hang on, hang on, I've got to put my big girl pants on right now. <laughs> so, you know, wear the undies on the outside like a superhero and, and do what needs to be done because you do have that power yeah. um, to really impact other people. And likewise, when, when you believe that you've got those limitations, when you believe that people um, can't do great things right from the get-go, um, yeah, there's, there's so many opportunities and so many, you know, little superhero moments that are going to be missed. Totally. And I think as business owners, I don't think there's one of us that wouldn't have some client that said, oh my God, that person changed my life. Yeah. Yeah. Like and we do, we have that ability and we do that, you know, all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And do, I've got a, I've got a, um, email, uh, what do you call it? Folder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One of those things. You know, <laughs> Yes, I'm a professional and um, I'm just showing people now. I'm just making them feel comfortable. Um, <laughs> and I actually, I created it about 10 years ago and it just, it's called How Awesome Am I? And when I get an email that just says that was bloody amazing, um, and the first one I got, all the email said was, um, you are bloody awesome with like 700 exclamation marks at the end. And that's what, create, that's what inspired me to create that because I was like, I need to remind myself that that is the impact I can have yep. instead of focusing on the ones where they come back and go, Oh, it's too expensive or, Oh, you know, I, I don't, I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> you just focus on the awesome ones because we can't please everyone, but that doesn't mean that we are in any way, you know, less 
Absolutely. Absolutely. I got an email oh, only a couple of weeks ago and all it said in capital letters is you are shit hot. And <laughs> I saved that too. Cause I'm like, that is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to hold on to that stuff because yeah, yeah it's all about reminding yourself. I've actually got, check this out. Um, I've got two cards that I've held on to. This is my queen of awesomeness. Oh, card. that's so cool. Right. And this is the, Hey, you are pretty damn awesome. Card. Nice. And I think it says, yeah, on the inside of the Queen of Awesome one. No, one of them said, I've got something somewhere that says you should keep that shit up. And, <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, yeah, own that stuff, bring that yeah. stuff in. And, and it's so important to identify that being a business owner is not the skill that you're giving to other people. Yes, it's a, it's a benefit, in the, especially in the virtual assistant world, the fact that you understand the highs and lows of running a business is massively valuable and that will grow as you, you know, as you do experience that. But the skills you're bringing to the table, the compassion that you're bringing to the table and, you know, that willingness to support other people to get out of those situations is so much more important. Totally. So I guess that the biggest um, takeaway from, from that, that summary is when you're new in business, you have like get help in the business part, but yeah. own the expertise, get out there and get on with the expertise because you don't need, you don't need help with that. Or, you know, you might need a little bit of help with that, but that that's the thing that you're there to deliver. So concentrate on that and get the help to run the business from people that have been there and done it before you. Yeah. Help, help you find the folder thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you can find the folder thing, yeah. you've got it, babe. <laughs> I love that. And, and I actually think I'm quite happy to wrap it up with that final thought because that is what it's all about. And, you know, if you can see d divide up those parts of your business instead of bringing them all in as one big mushy, overwhelming, you know, pressure on yourself and just understand the awesome that you've already got and then those pieces that you need to master and just work on with you know, a great coach or mentor, um, then, you know, you've got it. Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. Thanks for seeing that post and reaching out and wanting to discuss that more. I really appreciate it, Rosie. Oh, thank you for sharing with us. It's been awesome. Pleasure. Cool. Have a great day. You do. Hey, hey, hey. Thank you for listening to the Virtually Yours podcast, Outsourcing Mysteries Exposed. Between now and our next session, I know you're going to be hanging out to take some action on outsourcing in your business. So head on over to virtuallyyours.com.au and you can download some information there about the best ways to outsource for business growth. If you're a virtual assistant, make sure you join us. We have an amazing virtual assistant community at Virtually Yours, Aussie VAs connecting and helping each other grow. Have a fantastic day and I'll see you at the next podcast.
Hey, hey, hey. Thank you for listening to the Virtually Yours podcast, Outsourcing Mysteries Exposed. Between now and our next session, I know you're going to be hanging out to take some action on outsourcing in your business. So head on over to virtuallyyours.com.au and you can download some information there about the best ways to outsource for business growth. If you're a virtual assistant, make sure you join us. We have an amazing virtual assistant community at Virtually Yours. Aussie VAs connecting and helping each other grow. Have a fantastic day and I'll see you at the next podcast.